to football and fluff Where we talk a lot of football and a little bit of fluff This podcast is a venue where we discuss college football and its fluff. We're your co-host, I'm Hank. And I'm Trey. I'm the football. And I'm the fluff. Word play of the day brought to you by Fluff. Word play of the day inspired by Cameron Ray. Fumble. A fumble is when the offensive player with possession of the football drops it or loses possession of the ball before the play is blown dead or before they score a touchdown. Fumble, word play of the day. So Fluff, how are you today? I'm well, love, thanks for asking. Hey, I thoroughly enjoyed your interview with uh, Coach Paul Winters last weekend of the Wayne State University. I mean, great interview. I was really impressed with his student athletes academic standing yes 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 so i mean that is majorly impressive we don't get enough of that and we don't hear enough of that i think that we should look to having a few student athletes on the show just so that they can share their experiences on how to manage academics Yes. How to manage road trips. I mean, and to excel at it. I mean, yeah, we really need to get some young guys on the show to share their experiences. COVID-19 has affected the world and our daily lives. It has now affected college football. The Mid-American Conference has canceled its 2020-2021 football season altogether. Schools like UConn, UMass, and Old Dominion have also canceled their 2020-2021 football seasons. Whereas the Big Ten and Pac-10 have just, I'm sorry, Pac-12 has just postponed its football season until January 1st. I know I wouldn't want a son of ours to be playing football during this time. Yes, I think that with all the safety hazards and the well-being of the players, it's just the right thing to do. Uh, But if we had a college football athlete, a son of ours, that that, uh, in this time, would would we want him to play? A son of ours wouldn't want to play. He'd be that Mm well-informed. We're still not certain of all of the long-term effects that this coronavirus is having on the body. Yes, indeed. Some of the long-term effects that are now being discovered as long-term are the effects on the heart, uh, the upper respiratory system. Chronic fatigue is also one of the symptoms and long-term effects. So with these college kids participating and risking getting COVID-19, it could severely affect their long-term plans for playing football after college. So the question becomes, with the conferences that are left, 
Will there be a college football season? The SEC, the ACC, and the Sun Belt conferences are moving on. Uh, the ACC plans to have an 11-game season, 10 league games, one non-league game, and for 2020, will allow Notre Dame to join the ACC. The SEC will play a 10-game league-only schedule with each school playing eight conference opponents it had originally been planned to uh, or been scheduled to play, and they're going to add two other opponents from the other division. The Mountain West will play an eight-conference league play, two non-conference games beginning September 26th, and a league championship on one of the first three Saturdays in December. The American Athletic Conference teams can play up to 12 games at their discretion. Conference USA will play an eight-game conference schedule, four non-conference games with a title game on December 5th. The Big 12 will play a nine-conference game schedule with a one non-conference game Ultimately, it will be up to the presidents, athletic directors, and conference executives if they will allow a college football season to proceed in each one of these universities and conferences. However, the players, some of the players are voicing their opinions on wanting to play, and Clemson's quarterback, Trevor Lawrence, was one of the first football players to use a hashtag we want to play. When the speculation of the season was in, you know, had emerged, he later, after using that hashtag, tweeted a list of demands, including um, the player safety, concerns and hope for a full season, as well as a call for a union of college football players which I find very interesting. In the days of old, uh, some athletes, most of all athletes were just happy to have a scholarship. Now we have today's athlete actually calling for a college football players union. The preseason top 25 is out. At number 25, Arizona State. They finished last season at eight and five. The Sun Devils have gone seven and six and 8-5 and five in Herman Edwards' first two seasons. Number 24, Iowa from the Big Ten. They went 10-3 last year and looked to challenge for the Big Ten championship had their better season. Number 23, Iowa State. They finished last year at 7-6. 22, Utah finished 11-3. Coming in at number 21, Cincinnati. Number 20, UCF. Number 19, Southern California. Number 18, Minnesota, finishing last year with 11 wins. North Carolina, number 17. Number 16, Wisconsin, out of the Big Ten, followed by Michigan at number 15, out of the Big Ten. Number 14, Texas. Number 13, Texas A&M. Number 12, Oklahoma State. Number 11, Notre Dame, 11-2 last year. Number 10, Auburn, coming in at 9-4 last year. Number 9, Florida. Number 8, Penn State. 
Number seven, Oklahoma, 12 and two last year. One of the best seasons in Oklahoma conference history with Jalen Hurts at quarterback. Number six, Oregon, finished last year 12 and two, as well as number five, Georgia. Number four, LSU. Number three, Alabama. Number two, Ohio State. And the preseason poll, number one, Clemson. It's time for the cover three question. The cover three question is brought to you by Music as a Healer. You can find them on Instagram at Music as a Healer. So let's go into the question bag and see what questions we have today. How did we start the Football and Fluff podcast? Well, about three years ago, maybe even four now, um, my wife and I decided to have a radio show. And I think it all started when she would observe me watching football. And I, I like um, analyzing the game and looking at tendencies. And I could pretty much tell her what was going to happen prior to the play. So out of that, I came up with the idea, hey, let's do a, a podcast. And then within the podcast, we would talk about the different topics that were relevant at that particular time and also add in the fluff piece, which would be heard in the portion of the show that she does by giving football definitions and talking about the backstories of, of, of things that are happening in college football. Okay, next question. Where did your experience with football start? Um, my experience with football started when I was a really, really young kid, probably about, say, five, I want to say probably four or five years old. I can remember having or wanting uh, football shoulder pads and helmet, and I had a little football outfit back when I was a young kid, and I used to love to watch football on TV, whether it would be college or pro, uh, mainly college football an announcer named Dan Devine used to call the Notre Dame games, which would be shown quite frequently in our area uh, in the Midwest. And after doing a little research, <clears throat> came it has come to pass that Notre Dame kind of um, championed that type of broadcast because they would replay the broadcast and they would take out a lot of the commercial breaks and things like that so that they actually got their brand out there um, in, a, in a real ingenious way. So as a kid coming up, I would watch football probably, again, about five or six years old and just developed a love for the game, wanted to play the game, always emulated somebody from the game. And that's where my love started and it continued to grow from there. All right, let's see what the next question is. What is your favorite part about viewing football? Good question. Uh, my favorite part about viewing football is looking at the game, following the flow of the game, and being able to predict 
what's going to happen next and the outcome of the game. Looking at the teams, their athletic ability, so to speak, of each team to see who had the advantage and then actually watching the game to see how those athletic pieces are put into play so that one team has an advantage over another. That That's one. The other thing is actually guessing and calling out the actual sets and formations that teams are in and also looking at the different defensive uh, sets, especially defensive backfield and calling out the coverages. So those, those are the things that I like to do when viewing a football game. I also like viewing, you know, one of the other things I like as far as viewing a football game is how the announcers and the media will pump up a particular player and that player is actually not as good as or as athletic as they say that that player is. It's pretty much a marketing campaign for that player. And then you can always see that play out on the next level. Either the player makes it to the next level or they don't. And either they can do the things they did well in college on the next level or they or they can't because on the next level everybody's good everybody's at least very good and then you have some exceptional players and then you have hall of famers so a lot of the talent that comes out and goes to the next level gets a rude awakening when they see the speed of the field when they see how the field changes and when they think what they see is actually a disguise of what it really is. So those are the types of things that I like uh, when viewing the football game. That wraps up this episode of Football and Fluff. Follow us on Instagram at Football and Fluff. Send us an email at footballandfluff at gmail.com. Tell us about some topics that you would like to discuss. See y'all next week.